I'll improvise. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this really, really late night podcast. And a couple of things happened. First of all, uh, if you all have Swiggy app with you, just delete it right now. For two hours, I've had they've cancelled three of my orders, and I am on Internet Explorer because I, my RAM is not able to handle Google Chrome. So some way we're managing to do the podcast, and I have with me a guy who has decided to show up. I think after ten podcasts, Aman, say hi to everyone. Hey guys, what's up? I'm pretty sure it's like I was here like one podcast before this. <laughs> But dude, you are rather energetic than usual. What happened? I have no idea. It's probably because I slept before this. I slept a lot today. Huh. I did absolutely nothing today. It must be well learned after you. You were involved in quite a few events, right? Before all of this. No, no. Uh, I was involved in Gamer Connect Pune. and now immediately game connect guwahati is going to be happening in uh, well 20th may 20 so i was in guwahati the entirety of last week i came back uh, i came back on friday night okay tell me tell me a bit about all this like from your game connect pune to your guwahati trip oh god i wish i, I sometimes i want to do game connects in east india mhm at those moments i feel uh, when it when it's actually happening i feel like i'm an idiot <laughs> why there's so much work when it's your own region uh uh-huh, but so, you have your homeboys there right you, who can do the work for you yeah yeah there are lots of help i won't deny that like it's definitely the community is coming together lots of people helping out and stuff hmm. but uh, Yeah, pulling off an event where we are basically targeting 2000 plus people in place like northeast where nothing like this has even remotely happened is not easy. Yeah, I don't think any gaming event. I remember we did a few like small scale gaming events in Alchering. Yeah, even Gohati. even even that like IIT Guwahati had the biggest gaming events. Yeah, and were, yeah, and nothing. even then it wasn't anything big. I remember it was just below our library, where there was a yeah. small area for computer gaming that used to happen. Nothing on a large scale, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I remember going to a Tigohati uh, CS:GO tournament and F- NFS tournament in 2011 or 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably earlier, even 2009. And at that point, they were the only tournaments or gaming events happening in the city. Uh, the gaming thing took off for a while around 2003 to 2006 and then died very quickly in guwahati uh, why, why why did it die um i don't exactly know the main reason because mm-hmm. i was kind of small back then yeah did everybody just decide like fuck this this is too much expenditure for nothing i suppose yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i guess so that probably was one of the Hmm. So um in 2000 uh, to, from 2000 to 2005 uh, that new craze was happening right of right. internet cafes mm-hmm. and people were just buying computers and they had games to play San Andreas had come out but mm-hmm. no one actually upgraded them even right. uh, places like webworld and stuff basically mm-hmm. died after yeah, a while yeah webworld just disappeared out of after a while right yeah. and yeah. that's because back then they had like too high end of technology but uh, and they started basically too early webworld right. was a brilliant concept that's touted in the industry today in indian industry as uh, as a project that came very early uh, and hence died you know who was involved in that um reliance yeah you know the person it was anurag who was very on the forefront of that oh okay interesting yeah. <laughs> interesting <laughs> right yeah i didn't know that small yeah, that makes it so, so okay. cool Yeah. Okay, wait. You have to tell me more about this then. No, no. I mean, uh, Anurag. Uh, he was very early into the gaming in- sector and industry, and he told me on right. the thing that he started with Reliance. Right, right, right. And so this web world and thing, the whole internet, uh, getting this whole culture through internet and getting all these together was basically his project along with a few others. So, which is why I had so much hope for Riot because he has seen the progression of this gaming through from this part to the end. So I don't know. For more details, I guess it would be great if you could ask Anurag himself. If we had asked for him to do a podcast with us, so we could get more details from him. But yes, he was very heavily involved in the web world concept. Interesting. I did not know that at all. Like uh, it, it also makes 
so much more it, it makes the industry feel so much smaller because right. we basically do everyone who is doing everything in, at this point right i know um, right so it's like so there is a thing right where there is a thing of some um, there being too early to the market and i believe we are just getting to that bubble again so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is so this is pretty much the circle that's going to take it forward but but i think at this point in india like this is the right time we are seeing big cafes we're seeing the work in revenue wise as well oh definitely um, technology is like, catching up the technology is catching up and people are actually f- uh, figuring out the business model behind good gaming cafes and uh, gaming cafes are no longer the same places as internet cafes mm-hmm. and they're vastly different now a distinction which did not be- really happen till i would say Uh, even late 2013 14 and recently it has been happening in a better way but yeah i know right i mean uh, whenever people say cafes people still have the stigma wait wait internet cafes are supposed to be dead but then whenever yeah. you go see lx lxg or the other ones in chennai or another few people you know that they have developed their own like culture around this thing yeah, yeah and and just to point something uh, given that i'm so involved with the cafe culture in india I can tell you right now even the cafes that are forming there is so much more potential to be had in this mm-hmm. entire revenue model in this entire business that people are just like on the tip of the iceberg because imagine when um, the first 10 McDonald's opened right mm-hmm. they didn't know what was going to happen they didn't know that in places like India the McDonald's would have a basic aesthetic that would be considered high class in small towns right, right? uh and i think there's a lot of potential in that sense because cafe culture even now in india i feel like while it's finally getting a grip uh in the revenue scene like business wise mm-hmm. um i think there's a lot of potential to be explored in what can be done in a cafe uh what it might look like uh and in similar stuff because if you are aware in uh, places like us there are cafes which are basically makers cafes right makers cafes no i'm not aware of that term so uh, basically people come together right mm-hmm. and they do projects they do uh, startup projects or any 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 Ooh, kind of uh, it's like the co uh, it's like the co-working spaces co-working co-working spaces but i wouldn't say co-working spaces because when people in india hear about that they think of a bunch of startups working together mm-hmm. right this yeah. isn't that this okay. is basically people coming in with like gadgets stuff like that putting them in a table in front of you ordering some food and helping each other out uh, figure out stuff and it might come up to become a startup but that is not the first aim It I mean, it's a garage, basically, where you just experiment yeah, yeah, yeah. like a kid. It's it's one of those things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And hmm. this is a very niche concept, and even stuff like this might eventually come up into the cafe culture in India, which is what is uh, where my interests lie. In fact, I think that's we are yet to see. Very interesting, actually. I didn't think of that, but now that you bring it, right? That's how you get yeah, some yeah. great developers. So people, yeah. people, right now, yeah, game developers, even things like you know. Um, game hardware uh, mm-hmm. specific niche hardware maybe for mm-hmm. games i mm-hmm. i don't think we have seen people explore that area yet because again in the indian gaming industry is itself in in its infancy right right um but when it comes to cafe culture i think we have at least 10 years worth of good evolution left in india mm-hmm. uh, and it's just starting out and it, this is the fun part i would say um we are yet to see the starbucks of gaming cafes in india we are yet to see the mcdonalds of gaming cafes in india uh, or even stuff like board games gaming cafes uh, mm. and startup gaming cafes stuff like that very interesting variants of uh, cafes i have already witnessed in places yeah. like china for example so about board game thing right you said this very interesting thing because in hyderabad i keep telling about this board game cafe that i went to that mm. you know it has its food and stuff uh, along with some brilliant homemade food but what mm. it does is some of the best and the most niche games from all across the world from the greatest designers and these guys are so passionate about it they actually teach people how to you know make your own board game so you have these 
people who just really really passionate learning board games at very early age of like teens uh, you know mid teens and you know people getting their own uh, you know some uh, uh, aspiring you know fantasy writers who are doing a sessions of dungeons and dragons and you know they are while they don't realizing they are internalizing certain game mechanics which are used in most of the rpgs today so when you develop so cultures you are developing a host of you're causing a huge chain reaction in that sector as well did you die i said no 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 i am talking on the chat and like replying discord chat and still reply like basically oh, talking a lot of work. did any is anybody saying anything yeah they're oh. like their internet is dying and they can't see your stream i'm like oh so uh, and no, i my, thought <laughs> I, 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 feel them. I, I, I feel them. I literally took one hour to get the stream together. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But like. The so, dude. Uh, man, this is literally the greatest problem of India playing its practical effect. You know, breaking through into a conversation, the internet. Yeah. See uh, again. Um. And I have good news for anyone in Kolkata. We and most people already know. But if you're in Kolkata, you have access to finally one Gbps internet. So okay. that's so amazing, and like we are finally coming to Hyderabad, um, Bangalore standards, uh, and like it's it's fun. But yeah, you're yeah. getting there. You're getting there. It's it's a good thing for everything, everybody. Where is yeah. Guwahati though? Where do you think Guwahati is, and where can Guwahati go forward? So every time I go to Guwahati, other than my current cafes, where uh, where like the gaming cafes. everywhere apparently internet is shit even in the gaming cafes while they are very happy with the internet i like it goes down at least once a month i would say at this point i so, feel which is pretty which is pretty sad still like i feel you bro i was in college and my college didn't have wifi because it couldn't support that was iit okay <laughs> what what support we couldn't have wifi support because it kept dying so we all just used lan What the fuck? But like, yeah. I remember like all the rumors being that IIT has the best Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, I mean, IIT has the best Wi-Fi among all of them. Or Guwahati has the worst. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I could tell where the how the problems might have been for the rest of the city. Uh, so that's a major issue that needs to be cleared. But you know. as with everything there's a very passionate circle of uh, group of people there so i'm really uh, optimistic about how there because guwahati does hold a special place in my heart as well so yeah, yeah. that so beyond that what are you are you playing anything right now i played far cry 5 finally ah so, finally so arnab and joel and i already had a very passionate let's say 45 minutes of discussion on it what are your thoughts on the game When, when, when this was uh, last. The, this was, I think, two podcasts before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it, it it was very heated, and we broke the game down to many degrees. Yeah. So I'll I'll be less. Uh, I don't know, but it sounds like you guys were very harsh about it. No, I'll no, be, not harsh, but it was more objective. Yeah, it was uh, fine. It was a little harsh. Okay. I'll I'll be more lenient. Okay. The gameplay is amazing. Okay, it's still Far Cry. Far Cry game. Far Cry's gameplay is still amongst the best FPS gameplays. Like even after playing, I would say after playing Far Cry Four a lot, mm-hmm. uh, I. Photographer and still like amazing gameplay and how the game has been designed game level wise this this time onwards was very nice right this is nothing to do with the narrative this is nothing to do with the gameplay this is game level design how the character basically progresses through the game and how he discovers things right right this time it was very nice no more radio towers and shit like that and oh, so they're done with the towers yeah yeah. yeah. So oh, it's that's, more that's huge. Um, that's huge news, dude. Yeah, uh, this was big news when Far Cry Five was coming out, right? Right. And they mockingly make you go up the tower once, hmm. and the uh, line that basically says towards the end that oh, we are not going to make you run up radio towers all through the game, which is like too so on oh, your face. Oh, 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 so they're 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 doing those meta jokes now, huh? So no, it's, it's not even a joke. It was a very stale statement. That felt like it should have been a joke, <laughs> but didn't um, come across it was, as one. It was somewhere in the middle, and I got really confused. I'm like, yeah, you guys are acknowledging it, all right, but yeah. like, uh, yeah, I think Arnab told me about this. Yeah, 
Right. So the humor is very off. Um, mm. See, my biggest problem with the Far Cry game right now, as of yet, is the game had so much storytelling potential when everyone played Far Cry Three, mm-hmm. right? It gradually died. Right. And in, uh, Far yeah. 5, in Far Cry Five, it died completely, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so so uh, Joel's major criticism was every Far Cry before Far Cry 3 was trying to tell its own story that was narratively different and Far Cry 3, 4 and 5 in, uh, in, has basically created a template which is following and yeah, yeah. deviating yeah, yeah. with it. Yeah, that That is a basic problem for sure, hmm. right, they're following a template but they're not even, so okay let me make this clear for you, if you're following a template your intricacies should be better, right? Right. Like your dialogue, your impact of words should mm-hmm. be better. It improve. No, it's deteriorating since Far Cry 3. Okay. Far Cry 3 was one of the best, like, at least towards till there was Vass. Far Cry yeah. 3 had Yeah, Far Cry 3 story. was very good with its dialogues and stuff. And, and after that movie. also, it was okay. I did yeah. not feel like it died for me. Right. Far Cry I mean, it, 4, it, was, it definitely went down a few notches, but it was nowhere to call it a bad game. You could not call it a bad game just for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Far Cry 4, uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, amazing narrative. Dude, like, Blood I'm, Dragon like, is legendary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dialogue was amazing. The narrative was amazing. Everything, even the story was ridiculous and off the charts, and they were admitting it, right? Yeah. Like, yes, it's a ridiculous game. And yeah. there's like, there's one button just to show uh, the finger, stuff like that. <laughs> the, the trailer was the best part. Welcome to the yeah, future yeah, yeah. of 2007 <laughs> and the trailer. Like, what? <laughs> it, was, it was done so nicely. Yeah. Then you had Far Cry 4, which basically tried to double down on the vast aspect of Far Cry 3. Right. It was an okay attempt. Didn't turn out as well as uh, Far Cry 3 was, mm-hmm. obviously. Because mm-hmm. uh, not, I wouldn't say obviously. I just think they tried, uh, made a good effort, and then failed. Right? I mean, it's like After, Jared Leto's Joker was to Heath Ledger's Joker. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah. Vas was pretty badass when he first showed up. How his entry and everything. Right. Uh, Far Cry 4's villain. I forgot the name even. That not speaks so, for itself. But because, but because he he still he captured some aspects of Vas and that storyline. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be bothered to finish Far Cry 4, whereas I really, really wanted to kill Vass, mm-hmm. right? right? Even though I was disappointed how with how the Vass boss fight came out, right? Right. I was willing to see to the end. Uh, Far Cry 4, I didn't bother completing. Far then came Far Cry Primal, which was sad. I like I tried. <laughs> the, <laughs> I tried the game immediately after 30 minutes. I closed it. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> okay. Because I saw it as like stripping down Far Cry to its very basic um, gameplay mechanics and then mm-hmm. calling it a new game, which mm-hmm. seemed like, I wouldn't even say ripped off, it was like just some cheesy off-spin uh, that didn't make a lot of sense. Right. Take care. I, I don't know, some people like it. I was very uh, with it. Far Cry 5? Yeah, tell me. Far Cry 5? Amazing mm-hmm. gameplay again. They're double. They're understanding the gameplay and technical technicality, and but they ruined this. There's no head or tails to the story. There's you. There's no fucking. There is a narrative. There are people saying words, but you're like just skipping through the dialogues because you know it's fucking nonsense. Right? It's like yeah, they've they've taken a gameplay. A gameplay has taken precedence over the storytelling, which many people would prefer. Uh, I'm not sure. Again. Uh, it depends because you, you see a lot of people defending the game, saying gameplay has higher priority over storytelling. So I'm not sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure what Ubisoft is going with this. Have they realized that this is the audience that they want to target, or I don't know, or if they have, have they just like lost all touch? It's. It's. I'm not able to frame a proper question here, but I hope you're getting what I'm talking about. No, no, no. I get it. Like I don't know what Ubisoft's aim is because they. If if you're going to go gameplay wise, right, full gameplay wise, hmm. just, just don't fucking put a story. Just right. full go gameplay. just cause, go Saint Rose. Yeah, and even okay, no, don't go just cause. Ticket that still had a story. That's not my point. <laughs> but go Saint Rose, yeah, fine, yeah. what not? 
Oh yeah, you told me the major criticism probably is that while it tries to be ridiculous, it does not go all in on that premise. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you cut off for a moment. Oh, so it's like while uh, it's trying to be a little ridiculous and you know tongue in cheek, it does not go all in. Is what you? No, 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 no. So I was just thinking, right? Uh, uh, Japanese RPGs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have ridiculous stories and serious stories melded into one place. Oh yeah. Right. right. Like uh, I Nino Kuni. Like they have. Okay, Nino Kuni is more of a serious thing. Yakuza, but dude. If you've seen any Yakuza trailers, right. <laughs> like you have a serious mobster gang storyline going on, and then you can just hit the pubs and go for a dance off. It's a proper yeah, Bollywood yeah. movie there, and they are yeah, running so, with it. Yeah. So and the narrative melds in with the gameplay, right? Yeah. In 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 Far Cry Five, I feel like they somehow tried to do that but failed badly. Like the narrative is like it's stuck in an awkward place between trying to be serious, trying to be funny, trying to be ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And the funny part comes in through uh, some supporting characters who feel completely out of place. Ah, uh, like Jaja Binks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's there's a guy called Herc here. Who's like, okay. hey, I'm a average. Um, <laughs> That's my character flaw. Character. Yeah, 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 and they're like, hey, I have a bazooka. I'm like, okay. <laughs> See, I, 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 I would be completely okay with something like that in a place like Serious Sam. Right. Where they're just giving you a gun and they're like, go kill. Right. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense for a guy like that, one-dimensional guy like that to be here. Hmm. In a place where they're trying to say, talk about a very serious aspect you i'm t- talking about all the trailers right right right, right look at all right, the trailers right. look at mm. all the marketing material they're saying that look you're going into montana you're going into a place where religious zealots have taken over uh, fundamentalist america and all that shit it's it's still fantasy obviously right but it's right. nice fantasy you want, you're expecting some dialogue you're expecting some story and you're expecting to go from point a to point b they like throws you into the world, okay? Generic mm. starting stuff. They're like, mm. "Hey, father is bad guy," and he literally comes to your face and says, "Hey, I'm bad guy." Like Vaz does. It's still there. Like you can see the inspirations that Vaz has left. Uh, but yeah, it's just like they're been... just trying to follow to the past, I suppose. Just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're trying the to follow. The shadow of Far Cry Three is like too big for them to get across. I suppose get what, away what, from. What what I what I wish Ubisoft would understand is that you cannot take stories as templates, right? Right. If you start taking stories as templates, you come across an odd place, which is basically what happened to every Assassin's Creed game right. after the Ezio series. Every, um, like, they tried to go somewhere narratively where it didn't make sense for the character. Because, <laughs> just because... Uh, previous games had it, or just because previous narratives had it, uh, right? right? Hmm. Makes sense. That's that's a big problem with most studios right now, third-party studios right now. Y- I think. Y- you know, which studio. the studio has a bit of that problem, or at least is taking itself too seriously when it should not. Hmm. Uh, have you tried? Uh, did you take a look at the new Tomb Raider trailer? Oh uh, yeah, that's why we're playing. Uh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Th- that's this why. Yeah. Hold on. Hmm. For anyone who is watching, this was three Lokesh playing. That's why he's dying like two, three times over a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make that very clear beforehand. Uh, so, so uh, I remember very clearly in the in our fifth or fourth podcast when uh, it was basically Rats and Arnab and I, and we were talking about this new reveal where Square Enix said that oh my god, come this April we're gonna have some big reveal with Lara Croft and Tomb Raider franchise and you're all gonna be blown away and we all were like okay fine you guys are real shit because I remember the press release and when you read that and you read the first letter of each line it it read shadow and you were like ooh they're getting all crafty and stuff <laughs> when you find out when it's April it's just a press conference with one hour of the gameplay of the trailer and this new trailer uh, I mean, did you look at the trailer what are your thoughts <laughs> I looked at the trailer, it just looks like every other, like two other Tomb Raider games that have come out before. I don't know what they're going to be doing differently. <laughs> it's uh, straight up, is, right? 
<laughs> Did you really feel like it was a big reveal or something like <laughs> whatever they're going for? See, I'll I'll tell you. Uh, um, okay, what made what do you think made Uncharted special? Uh, the Nathan Drake's character, I believe, it was more right? or less. Right? Yeah, right? Nathan Drake's characters and uh, where Nathan Drake went, what yeah. is happening? Uh, if they do Lara Croft that way, Lara Croft will make sense. But I don't think they're doing it that way. They're going towards again a template. Uh, so, I think yeah, this is exactly yeah. This is this is what I mean by third-party studios have all yeah. like this is something I would also say narratively like uh, first-party publishers of Sony and stuff have a more variety mm-hmm. any day of the week, right? Uh, and where third-party studios like Square Enix and Ubisoft are failing miserably at uh, where yeah. storyline and narrative risks. You're bringing some great points here because, sorry to cut you off, but it's like uh, when I see this trailer, right, and it's giving me no idea of why I should actually care. It's, I mean, a, it's should... a generic, it's like yeah. generic. <laughs> right? right? And it's like, uh, it says all this, you know, uh, everything I've sacrificed, everything I've done. What have you sacrificed? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> I need to find my destiny. And it starts with become the Tomb Raider. I mean, what does that even mean, dude? You've, you've stolen uh, something from a tomb, you become yeah, a Tomb Raider. Yeah, previous games right and that's when they're saying become the Tomb Raider I'm like okay what does that mean I mean like is by the end of this game she's gonna get the dual pistols and that's what makes her Tomb Raider like who cares it's too at least at least see 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 if they said that at least in the trailer it would at least hype it up right like show show uh, Lara Croft with dual pistols Hmm. and towards the end battling some bats yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's literally like, why am I supposed to care? What is this? And you, you've gone, okay, fine, you're in Peru. There's this Incan tribe. There's the solar eclipse. You're going for the Tintin and Prisoners of the Sun vibe. But it's another tomb, right? And get this. Look at how seriously they're taking this, okay? So they have this uh, collector's edition, all right? And they are calling it the Croft edition, with season pass for seven yeah. months apparently what i saw i saw all of that it yeah. just makes me sad <laughs> see know. this is something this is something i would like i understand i love about uh, ps4 games they have more narrative value and they don't have to add microtransactions and dlcs to their game to justify it oh, um, i feel like yeah, yeah. That's a great thing that you brought on because this leads to another bit of news that we just got because God of War recently, and it's very relevant to the discussion that we have had for the past 15 minutes. God of War mm-hmm. just crossed <laughs> 3.1 million sales and it's the fastest selling PS4 title. And that yeah. too was a that game was, where if you, see, if you see Ascension, the fourth game, which everybody has forgotten, didn't yeah. do well because at that point, it God of War had become less of a story and more of a template. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Right. Yes. So it 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 did its story was complete in the first three things, and you thought where would they go? So they did a prequel, and they followed the same template. They brought the harpies who were so underpowered, and you're like, why am I even doing this? So, but unlike Ubisoft and uh, Square Enix, they realized that this is a template that's gone stale. We need to overhaul it, and you see this five years in the making. This new God of War comes out. Changes everything and is being re- well received in every way whatsoever. Mm. You just became very quiet. No, I'm listening. Go yeah, on. I, I was done speaking. I was like hoping for you to come. Um. Yeah, I agree to all of that. I <laughs> I, I don't know what more to say. Like, good one. Let me. Uh, Ascension. I don't think it was even canon, right? They removed it. No, no, no it it is canon. It's just forgotten. For it's forgotten. No, they, they removed it from canon as far as I really? know. Like, have you played God of War new one? No, I haven't. I will be getting the game next week, but I'm not played it yet. Right. I'll probably bu- end up buying a PS4 just because of God of War. Uh-huh. Um, it's very interesting. Gameplay-wise and narrative-wise, everything, right? right. Uh, they're doing so many things differently this time. And yeah, uh, because of God of War, uh, like the old trilogy, hmm. after the after the three games, uh, and I followed the entire three games I uh, in Wikipedia pages, gameplay trailers, mm-hmm. played a little bit in the PS3 myself, mm-hmm. and friends. I followed in several ways. Um, 
at least it it had it it had a story to tell. Tomb Raider right now, I don't even know what story it's trying to tell. Like, become the Tomb Raider is the only thing they're saying. Whereas you already have an amazing origin story. Right. Right. They they added a second story which was a good plot twist but did not which was like a good filler story I feel. Hmm. Good filler story, not a bad filler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? And now they're going for another filler story here. Which is like Okay. It's going more of a James Bond kind of feel where you have one adventure yeah, every week, which is not really... James Bond adventure and it it's like full blockbuster kind of approach they're taking. Yeah. Right? They're trying to retell the same story over and over again. But right. this... If you're trying to retell a story in a video game medium over and over again, at least you have to change the gameplay like Mario does. Right. Right, so a certain kind of storytelling would work with with a certain kind of gameplay. Like I think the the previous God of War story uh, uh, gameplay uh, would not would definitely uh, the previous story that God of War was telling would definitely not suit the current gameplay that it has. Likewise, right, vice right. versa. Right. So you need to uh-huh. find out what's the emotional tone you want to capture and like tweak the gameplay as well. It's, it's they're not the. They don't do I, independently. I, I, they don't work independently. Is what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will agree to that completely. This is something that I don't think a uh, lot of third-party uh, publishers are realizing. Which I think first-party publishers from Ubis, uh, Nintendo, and uh, Sony, Sony yeah. understand very nicely. Right? Hmm. Even Microsoft is taking a hard time understanding that, which is uh, very sad, given that Microsoft can pump in a lot of more money than either. Yeah, dude. Sony. And I love Halo and I really look forward to Scalebound. And like, yeah, you really want to know, like, if you want to change that, you have to change certain many things. Sorry, Amun, continue. I, yeah. I think you're breaking off now and then. Uh, no, okay. that happened. So I'm going to be quiet and you're going to talk. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, uh, narrative-wise, I, I don't, th- I don't uh, gameplay-wise, uh, narrative-wise, I don't know what uh, Tomb Raider, the new one, will do differently, honestly. I, I expect her a very uh, standard blockbuster type storyline with a twist in the middle, hmm. right? Something right. Uh, again, even the twist for the last Tomb Raider game. I saw like people who read all the codexes and everything saw it um, long, long back. Right, and yeah, so which is what I really got. Uh, which is what I really loved about the Uncharted Four, where. Naughty Dog realized that this formula was getting stale. How do we turn that? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. I remember I hadn't played a single Uncharted before that. Okay. Right. I don't know anything about Uncharted. I don't give a shit. But how they portrayed uh, Uncharted 4 and the the character development, the everything. Yeah. I, I remember get, I saw the entire gameplay on YouTube and oh my god. Like this is how you do a proper narrative. This is how you do a proper storyline. Yeah, exactly. It and in a way, it kind of improved the previous games as well because it gives more gave more context to why he did all that, right? And yeah, how yeah. insane he was in doing all that. And it wraps it up, and you can pl- clearly by the end of that game realize that okay, fine, all these characters have gone closure in every way possible, and this is the end. You can truly feel that this is the end, which is. Not something we get out of many other games, right? Like games, you don't yeah, truly yeah. get that catharsis or that feeling of a finality. Uh, that's that's yeah, what. Yeah, and this is like finalities in in stories, even though they don't end completely, still happen. Like I will t- tell you this in the sense of arcs, right? Right. In comic books or mangas. Right. Right. There are different different arcs, even though the story will go on. Uh, that arc has ended. Yeah, the and the characters have changed. Of, Certain changes have happened in the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the consequences of that arc are visible throughout the story, etc., etc., whatever. Right. Hmm. I don't think, like, uh, in, in terms of game development in third-party studios, big third-party studios like Square Enix, Ubisoft, EA, uh, they, they haven't realized this. They're looking at video game medium as a very uh, standard template that they can replicate. They're looking for formulas that don't exist because, again, this is an art form that has to be ever-changing, ever-evolving mm-hmm. to sustain itself, yeah. right? Right. Uh, and it, it's it's interesting how that will come. I don't, I don't, I have very average expectations from Tomb Raider, honestly. Right. I don't see much happening there. You know the stu- third-party studio that I believe has gotten this thing down, though? Rockstar? 
Yep, rockstar. For <laughs> 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 him, just blending it together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That brings us to our next story. Yeah. Speaking of rockstar, by the way. Yeah. I know we are going to be praises, but rockstar uh, GTA Four was better than GTA Five story like story wise. Oh, I, I stopped. I stopped both before I even started. I don't think I've gone that far in a GTA game since San Andreas. I believe I've really. Drop both of both GTA Four and GTA Five very early on. Oh, so you know. should you should definitely try both games then. Uh-huh. Uh, you see what I'm meaning? GTA Four has one of the best storylines ever. Period. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I, I I was there because I was like when I first got into it, I was like I did not expect it because it totally took me off guard. All right, I was like I was not expecting this to have such a serious tone because when I go to a GTA game, I'm like yeah no I'm gonna fucking beat up an and, old and, woman and, and I feel and bad about has, it. Yeah. And not just a serious tone but also the fact that um how should i say it like this satire and it's a very very uh, very smart satire not like uh, GTA 5 which is like those 80s the gangs movies right those 80s right. gangster films this is what <laughs> i love about the rockstar games they're always playing to a certain specific uh, genre or a piece right with you can see the vice city had that miami vice feeling to it it's in the name then the gangster the the you know hip hop hood in the san andreas and this uh gdf took the mafia vibe i'm not sure what gdf i took but i really love rockstar whenever they do things and they really bring that whole right. thing I, I would i would still say that uh gdf5 kind of dropped the ball narrative wise and mm. story wise so i am a and i haven't played red dead redemption 1 by the way oh you I really to. need to it's 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 uh, their crowning achievement in my opinion but i want to buy an xbox so i have to eventually buy an xbox one to play that i guess why i thought you were playing or buying a ps4 you can play it on a ps4 how can you play it on a ps4 it is available on a ps4 oh does it increase uh, your gameplay thingy like xbox one Yeah, you you can get a PS4 Pro, right? So it'll increase yeah. the textures and everything. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. shit! I didn't know that. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, you think Sony's uh, gonna be behind on that? No, it's not. So, the, so you had you looked at the trailer, right? Yeah. What do you think about it? The the. Oh damn! I, okay, right? as someone who hasn't played Red Dead Redemption One, hmm? and I have no idea why the hype exists, I really love the entire. How should I say this? Uh, what's the Quentin Tarantino film? Uh, uh, the the Django uh, 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 and even the last Django. one. Django. Even the last one. It it feels yeah, like hateful eight. Hateful eight. So yeah, it takes all the best. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Hateful eight. Uh, it it feels like a good blend between those two, and I can't wait. Uh, dude, it just I, seems very interesting. I dug this trailer so much. So, dude, I'm a. I'm a sucker for western okay I love western I just saw this really crazy movie called Hostiles which is I think the best western movie we have had in a long time and this the piece it starts off right it sets you the time period I think it's 1899 where you know America has slowly settled itself and driven the Indians away and the emotion itself dude everything is burning and dude you can just see the sky you can, first of all How alive does that did that town look, man? When they show the town, oh, you see damn. everybody doing their own stuff. But, but that, yeah. but that felt like um, okay. I, I want to feel good about this, but here's here's where I'll be slightly skeptical. I'm more I'm more interested in the narrative than the storytelling oh, oh, because oh, I feel oh. like because yeah, I yeah. feel like uh, uh, Rockstar has hit a ceiling uh, in GTA Five, uh, and that. Um, how should I explain? GTA San Andreas had one of the best open worlds ever. Right. The, I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen that in GTA Four. I haven't seen that in GTA Five. I feel like uh, this will still disappoint me when it comes to that aspect, right? Uh, I, I I think you're gonna be a bit surprised. Let me tell you why. As a guy who's played a bit of Red Dead Redemption One, all right? Because just uh, the authenticity that they give to the set pieces all right so uh, you don't have obviously the technology that exists 
anyway right so the way uh-huh. you get to know about your deeds you don't just like get a notification in your uh, in your hud or anything like that no no this is rockstar they go, they go full authentic you have to probably go purchase a newspaper to see your uh, crimes you have to probably if you you know sit down and talk with people uh, you can uh, you, they will tell you hey you know i heard this person called john master he's doing a lot of crazy stuff out there and you know uh-huh. they, you, they, it really brings the environment out and in this if you see the theater right uh uh-huh. you can you can go to those theater places and i believe uh in the old places you could you could watch these theater places and probably even interrupt few of them and the interesting part is what do i say uh a lot of emphasis on the group if you see if you think about it if you see like dutch is a gang right okay so i believe co-op and online is going to be a huge part of it i'm not sure of that but they really really are going uh with this whole like you said hateful eight pack where you know you're going to have this group of eight people or something like that no no, no. see see I, you misunderstand me i i expect rockstar to do amazing they think i have been playing rockstar games for a long time now i just don't uh, so i have very high expectations of rockstar because it is rockstar right? right uh so in that sense GTA uh, 5 for example wasn't that good for right me. um because what i remember being hyped for GTA 5 from a narrative aspect from uh, the oh, heist right. aspect I, I think I both of which different. yeah both of which kind of disappointed me to what they were tell, say trying to portray and eventually they portrayed like just the slice of a cake i get it they i get it 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 and and Okay, again, I I do I expect the town towns to be lively. I expect people to walk around. I expect people to talk. If I if I stand anywhere, I expect those to happen because Rockstar anyway does those things. They have mm. been good at doing those things, right? They have we have seen the, them do this since San Andreas. We have, yeah, I mean uh, nobody's nobody's beaten them at their own game. They started yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I I I I bought Bully in my mobile. Right. Okay, because it's an amazing game. Right. Uh, so they have been doing this for a long time. what i want to see from them is not what i want to see from other developers other right. developers can yeah. have low, lower standards what i want to see from rockstar is you know upping their game right in a considerable right. manner where That's i true. go like holy shit in the same way where uh, okay imagine G- uh, god of war 3 to god of war current right i get it i get it i get it it's such a different aspect i i don't think i'll be satisfied with rockstar if Red Dead Redemption has that feel uh, that it's still something like GTA 5. No, no, no. In which case, I'm going to tell you your fears will be quelled because, uh, as far as so Red Dead Redemption, uh, the reason why it has this separate identity is because it's incredible focus on emotional storytelling. I'm not going to spoil the ending of the first one for you, but throughout the end, it pulls this really, really gut wrenching story into you, which really hits you in the heart. And I want to ask you this question. uh did this trailer very little gameplay seen from this trailer and all the past trailers so it still feels to me that they want to sell you yes yes storytelling is still a precedence that we are taking for this game over other things do you get that sort of feeling as well oh yeah um i don't know actually mm-hmm. um i feel like um, even the what's the game uh, gta 5 had mm. had traits that were focusing on story when it came out okay so you're erring on the side of caution which is pretty sensible i guess yeah no i i i'm looking at logically right what did mm. rockstar do when um, they were uh, coming out with i i remember gta 5 come out thing very well mm. since 2012 2011 right mm. right since 2012 they started talking about the online they told i remember online getting delayed by almost 6 months in ps3 mm. then is for getting delayed lots of delays lots of things and uh, towards the end they focused on gameplay towards the end they focused on uh, trailers for graphics all of that right. whereas initially they were focusing on the story right. um, because because GTA 5 again uh, GTA 4 story again was legendary to mm. in I remember it got a lot of awards and, and stuff as well right I mean, it Where came I, out at the same time as Last of Us. I think it was between those two that was the huge battle, I suppose. GTA yeah. Five and Last of Us. Yeah. 
No, uh, yeah, 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 GTA 5 and Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Last of Us won that. Oh, yeah, right. Last of Us won that. I mean, it was a narrative game. If it didn't win narrative, where else would it win? But, but <laughs> GTA 5 went viral, right? Yeah, yeah, because definitely. It's never, still in the top, it's still in the top selling games. We but but because, games. Of, because of uh, what feels like gimmicks to me, uh. right? Uh, I'm talking completely narrative wise. Narrative gimmicks. Uh, Trevor, Michael. Right. I mean, it was that, that meta commentary on the players, right? That that played the game. And, and right? that's nice. And that's nice. But the story to me didn't feel the same I, way uh, that San Andreas or GTA 4 felt. I right? understand. What, I understand you, man. What last to what Last of Us would feel to someone who has played it from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I get it. So you know what? I think that that's the thing. I believe the uh, the elements that made GTA 5 run with it and get away with it does not kind of exist for Red Dead Redemption because as you can see first of all uh, the tone just the setting does not allow for a lot of things a lot of gimmicks to take place firstly I mean uh-huh. yeah it's it's a hostile setting and you don't oh, you can't on, crash can, a plane you, you can't crash they, your they plane can give, they can give a lot of random uh, okay fine you can chase a chicken I guess I guess that's the maximum you can get you can kick chickens I suppose can, that's... oh man I, I can just imagine them doing it badly uh, no, because I can't. I can't. Tell you, I can't convince you without giving you spoilers for the first game, which is what look, I don't want to do. Yeah. Look, I I have full faith hmm. in Rockstar. If nothing else, it will give me a standard to high standard hmm. game. I I just want them to blow me away, which I have. I doubt they'll do. Right. Right. So yeah, I get it. I get it. It's sensible. It's sensible. I'm highly optimistic right. and. This trailer like basically kill uh, like basically and, 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 and I am I am being cautious because of GTA 5 because of the previous entry right. right not because of anything else I I completely know that Rockstar can do it hmm. narrative wise I want to uh, and GTA 5 had several glimpses of Rockstar pulling off like really really good storytelling but those were glimpses though that wasn't the entire story the entire right. story felt like ra- uh, crap right, right. yeah yeah, 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 I get it. Uh, I also want to bring the point that you brought this very important issue. How much do you think online will play for Red Dead Redemption? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, because they, they, they showed it as a group. You can always keep seeing them as group, right? In the trailer. See, yeah, so I believe see, co-op as, and as, on, long yeah. as, as long as, as long as online does not mess up with the single player, hmm. I'm good. Yeah, because dude, you, no... you you bet Rockstar is going for online, dude. Like it's oh for sure them. because <laughs> GTA Five uh, did not get single player DLCs because of online. Like oh, everyone right. is away, everyone knows this. Everyone dude, who has I'm... followed GTA Five knows yeah. this. It's gonna be so hilarious if Red Dead Redemption get uh, two gets a story a DLC and everybody in GTA is pissed off. You're like, where was our single player DLC, fuckers? <laughs> Uh, I don't think I, they're gonna do that. I don't think it's gonna happen. They're gonna go online completely. Yeah, they they're <laughs> gonna go online. But I just hope they separate the distinction between online and single player. Yeah, very yeah. very That's right. Cool. And yeah. I I hope they don't make it like a pay to win grindfest like GTA Five. While GTA Five can seem very fun for a lot of people, I would like a serious online gameplay, like mm-hmm. something like a survival game in a place mm-hmm. like Red Dead Redemption. With, I don't know, not pay to win structures. Mm-hmm. Like preferably, I know that's very hard to do for uh, my game today. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Like I have, I I have hopes that Rockstar learned stuff enough from uh, from uh, GTA Five. See, I don't think Rockstar. Is, yeah, I don't think Rockstar is an evil company. Honestly, I think they're they. They're like no. They they truly like, care about the games. They truly do. I, I, let me describe Rockstar. In a, he's like an arrogant. Uh, uh, like he's Vegeta, narcissist. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he's Vegeta. Vegeta right? Rockstar is Vegeta, like arrogant, uh, but has the has his heart in the right place, place right? right? right. Uh, and so I don't. I expect Rockstar to learn out of GTA Five entire hmm. money thing. I'd be really disappointed there if they didn't. And if they go completely GTA 5 uh, method of online, because GTA 5 online right now, anyone will tell you, is a complete grind fest if you go in. And it's a pay to win also. Like mm-hmm. you can just buy your way up 
the ranks. Right. And, uh, yeah. So now that you brought pay to win and money into this, it it smoothly translates us to the last topic, which is about Nintendo uh, getting a new president. Right. So I don't know anything about this. I know you told me to read about this. <laughs> it's not, no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give you the information. Don't worry about that. Right? <laughs> yeah. So they did. They did. Uh, they're changing the CEO. And the the funny thing about this guy is, he's not. He does not belong to development at all. He was working okay. ten years in Germany as an accounting in accounting. All right. And. They uh, uh, and these guys have brought in on board because they see that they need a shift in their strategy, and they believe this guy has the right guy because ever since he was working those ten uh, ten years in training, he said he had a plan for Nintendo, right? And his plan, and I will quote uh, Kotaku on this, is to go heavy to fix their mobile problem. Nintendo's mobile problem, probably more okay. mobile games, and I wanted to figure out what the, whatever is up with that. Saman, you have any comments on this? Um, this sounds very scary and <laughs> nice at the same time. I know, right? Uh, Nintendo go, can go completely mobile. Nintendo's games, are, all of their IPs are very, uh, not very graphic intensive. Right. Uh, family fun, very consumer friendly, right? Right. Uh, so I can see them going mobile. At the same time, mobile also means free to play, pay to win, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, oh, like what are we doing? And you're like, why are we giving free DLCs? We need to monetize all of the. Considering they got the guy from marketing. Now I know Nintendo will have certain values that it follows, but it's an interesting hopefully, strategy to to get. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing to get a guy from you know business side, corporate side, to become your uh, president. I'm just gonna say but, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I'll say I have enough faith in Nintendo to do the right thing. Honestly, I I don't I don't think they'll fuck this up. Because yeah, I think I don't really want to get more into this because we know nothing much about it and neither of us are experts at Nintendo to basically give a fair assessment of it. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo, um, as a company and their philosophy has always been about. Gameplay and with having fun, right? Mm-hmm. There was a large quote about that in 2013-14. I remember uh, when everyone was going towards serious narratives and you know all of gritty, dark storytelling. And Nintendo mm-hmm. was like, "We make games for fun." <laughs> this became memes and uh, around that day. Uh, I still so I I don't expect I don't ex- uh, expect them to lose that focus. I think it's a good thing, honestly, that they're. Having a change in strategy because they need to open up to a greater mass of audience, and mobile seems like a very good platform for them because um, they are they are the only third-party studio, studio, not the only I wouldn't say I guess we have Rockstar, but yeah, they're one of the they're very different when it comes to a third-party studio. They're they do yeah, their own yeah. thing. They have yeah, been yeah. Trendsetters. They have their own weird things going on, man. Yeah, they have been trendsetters for the longest times. They have done things that other people would like completely not take the chance at, right? Right. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting for them to go mobile. I expect good mobile clips. Sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. And that sort of concludes all our topics for the day. And yeah, good talk, Aman. Good talk. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say before you close down? I'm just thinking of Nintendo mobile games right now. <laughs> Dude, you think they're gonna follow suit from Pokemon Go? I know they had very little involvement from in that, but you know, could just be. I I want to see a good Pokemon game. I don't expect Pokemon Go to be a po- good Pokemon game. Just like, yeah. I mean, it's it. I remember you were you were I remember you were crazy about it when it released. Aman, don't lie. Crazy? No, of course not. Look, I I I am a big Pokemon fan. Okay. Right. Uh, and till today, like if if you've grown up watching Pokemon, you wanted that perfect Pokemon RPG that never came out. <laughs> oh, but it's coming! It's coming! They're, they're making one for Switch. What nonsense! Why? When? They're, they're no making nothing. one for Switch. It's gonna be. It's probably going to be unveiled on this E3. This E3? Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's coming. The a proper Pokemon game on a home console. 
Oh, come on, I expect it to be like every other Pokemon game, okay? They, they're like this. <laughs> Dude, you're finally getting what you wanted and now you're, you're, that is your reaction, bro. No, I, I see. Pokemon games historically have been very stuck to this template. Right. Which is move in directions and a tree will block your path. What's funny is what's funny is I don't know why we're all so hard on other games, but when Pokemon does it, we give them a very free pass. I don't know why we do that. Maybe just because it doesn't take itself seriously. I don't know what it see, is with Pokemon. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, see, when when you're following the template like Pokemon, you don't even fucking change the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even the starting dialogues in Poke all Pokemon games. Are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same. And, uh, see, I I love all Pokemon games, but I want something different. Right? I understand. I understand. I, I played and, and, a bit of the last Pokemon game. The recent one, I think. This I don't know what it was called. Sun and Moon. I don't remember. It's garbage, bro. <laughs> you can. I'm literally not saying. It's literally has garbage. The Pokemon designs are. They've, they've clearly hit a wall when it comes to all of that. Yeah, yeah. They need I, huh. I'm like, dude, reboot it, like completely revamp. Go back to Red, make a full-blown Witcher-style RPG out of Red. <laughs> Just do that. Ah, that's mm, a dream. That's a dream. I, I, I really want a good um, Pokemon game. I don't know. It's probably never going to happen. That, that's a good way to end the podcast, I suppose. Hopes and dreams. Yeah. And <laughs> I really want a good Pokemon game. I'm gonna make that uh, the episode name. I suppose I'm gonna change that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks, Aman. This was a really good talk, by the way. There's a lot of crazy yeah. facts that I got to know. A lot of good discussions out there. So, yeah. If you're also, listening... I'm saying the gameplay, hmm? like, Trilokesh is using cheats. In a single player game. What, what makes you think? I'm not looking at the gameplay. So, what makes you think he's using cheats? What do you mean? He has 999 resources of everything. What do you think it is? And are when he's starting the game. Are you kidding, Trilokesh? Come on, man. This is 2018. We <laughs> don't kids anymore, bro. Uh, Arunava and Vishya pointed it out and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, this guy's never gonna change. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's good, good, good talk. Anyway, goodbye, Aman. And goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. And as usual, thanks for listening. Bye. See you guys.